Welcome to Bitch Run, a horror movie podcast that reviews the good, the bad, and the bloody. I'm Larissa. <laughs> and I'm Tamara. And this is episode 55. And right now, we are going back to 2001 with a movie called 13 Ghosts. Ooh. I wonder what kind of horror it'll be. Maybe it'll have ghosts in it. Perhaps. This movie is about a broke widower who has two children and inherits his eccentric ghost hunter uncle's glass house. However, (laughs) the family encounters 12 vengeful entities when they enter said glass house. What a synopsis. This movie Mm -hmm. stars Tony Shalob, um, who was in the TV show Monk. He plays Arthur oh, in yes. this, who is the daddy-o. Mm-hmm. We've got Shannon and Elizabeth, who plays a hot girl in movies such as American Pie, Scary Movie, <laughs> and Love Actually, and she plays daughter Kathy. And this whole time I was like, ah, oh, I recognize her, but I couldn't pick it. Yeah. And then I looked at her IMDb and was like, oh yeah, she's just like the hot chick in all of the, the movies. Girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> then we've got Embeth uh, Davidits. Um, she's from Matilda and she's Kalina in this. Again, didn't make oh, that connection. Yeah. I was just like, oh, everyone in this movie is familiar from something. I haven't seen Matilda, but she did look familiar. She's probably. I hate the movie Matilda. Or not. Big. No, it's not for me. No. Not for me. Surprising, right? Since this is a horror mm. movie podcast, but not into also, it. Also, we know I don't like the children ones. It's. No. No. <laughs> not a big absolutely fan. Absolutely not. <laughs> and then we have one of our faves. <gasps> Matthew Lillard from Scooby Doo and of course Scream <laughs> and he plays Dennis I just love him so much I love him yeah he's great I just love, love him love him in yeah. everything he's one of my favourite yeah. yeah great he's guy so great guy amazing um, before we get into this movie shall we chat snacks yes okay hit me with your Um, so we're going to keep it nice and simple I had a twirl, but it wasn't a normal twirl. It was the twirl breakaway wafer. Breakaway referring to the breakaway chocolate that is out in stores. The chocolate block. Highly recommend that. (laughs) Delicious. Uh, Basically, it was a twirl with some wafer in it. Tasted like a normal twirl, a little bit more crunchy. Delicious. 10 out of 10. Would 100% buy again. (laughs) Well, that's good to know. That was my stack. It didn't really taste much different, but you know what? No, I wouldn't. Can't go wrong. I do love these crossovers, though. Mm. Why not? Mm. Mix and match. Mm. More is more. Mm. <laughs> what do you have? <laughs> In, um, I went, so, because it's been so uh, uh, fucking cold, um, I've been drinking nothing but hot chocolate, and it's amazing. So I tried. I've been, like, mixing it up, and I always like to buy bougie ones and then just, like, random mm-hmm. ones and hope that they're good, and most of the time they're not very good. But this time, I got the Cadbury Neapolitan hot chocolate. Oh. Like the ice cream. Um, Bitch, it's really good. So how's it, like, three flavors in one? Well, it's just like, you know how Neapolitan pretty much just like tastes like one thing? You just, like the three together? Um, no, it tastes like chocolate, vanilla and strawberry because I'm not insane. <laughs> okay. So I eat all the flavors separately. <laughs> but you know, have you, have you ever done a scoop with all three? Because no, I also well. do separately because I leave chocolate to last. Also, cause it's um, my favorite. strawberry ice cream is like one of the worst tasting ice creams out there. So I very rarely invest in the Neapolitan lifestyle. Oh. Well, I haven't had it for a very long time, but it's just like gave me back that, you know, childhood memories, which I'm a massive fan of. Um, but I don't know how they did it, but it tastes and smells like Neapolitan uh-huh. ice cream. It is delicious. So that, poor milk, 
and then three marshmallows because I can't do even numbers because I'm crazy and it needs to be two of one color and one of the other color marshmallows. See, it would be the opposite where I'd be like, I have to have two of each or one of each. No, I can't. It has to have be two pink, one white or two white, one pink. I can't do evens. It drives me crazy. So if there's not enough to be... uh, OCD issues? (laughs) No, we're totally fine. We're super chill. You can tell by our chill demeanor. Yeah, no... Uncomfortable laughter here. Um, yeah, so I went the new balls and hot chocolate. It was really good. Do recommend. I've nearly had an entire box mm. container situation. Pretty good. Right on. That's it. Mm. Snack mm-hmm. attacks, rather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, spoiler alert. I don't know if we do that anymore no, or whatever. If dude, not, we're going to talk about the movie. It. Okay, great. Um, so, are you ready to talk about my serial killer crush, Matthew Lillard, and how sometimes hot people cannot act no matter how hard they um, try? Do you think at one point in the movie he will say, Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? I would love that for to ha- <laughs> like for that to happen so much, but it doesn't happen. Mm. Spoiler alert! I said that. Maybe in fourteen ghosts. Oh my- <laughs> in the Plot twist: It's Scooby Doo is the fourteenth ghost. <laughs> oh my god! He sniffs out the ghosts. Oh. Oh, fuck, that could totally... <gasps> okay, anyway, whatever. <laughs> okay, cool. So, we open on yet another stormy night because it's a horror movie, my friends. So, where else will we be? Mm-hmm. Um, but this time, we're in a car graveyard or a junkyard, whatever. I like car graveyard. Mm-hmm. I think it sounds mm-hmm. cute. rest in peace. Um, Right? Uh, Covered in broken yellow crime scene tape, swaying in the breeze. A big truck and some SUVs arrive and bust through the gates before a bunch of army-like lads exit the vehicles and set up some mysterious machines just before our fancy money man and my serial killer crush, Matthew Lillard, arrive in a fancy old car. Uh, Fancy man is Cyrus and has a cane, and Matthew Lillard has uh, the least hot name ever, Dennis. Mm. Dennis's don't come for me. It's not... Like, it is not a hot Sorry, name. Dennis. Like, I don't think of Dennis as hot. Like, Matthew Lillard, hot. <laughs> Doesn't strike me as a Dennis. Anyway, strikes his name's Dennis. Shaggy? No. <laughs> well, mate, no. Um, <laughs> hey, jokes. Um, no, I just don't, I'm not into it, but his name's Dennis, so this is what it is. So Dennis has a migraine and is wearing a super high neck knitted sweater. Also not into it. Less hot. Um, he advises Cyrus that they should leave before trying to swallow a ton of pills to take the edge off. But Cyrus needs him clear-headed. Why you ask? Because Dennis is a psychic. He's been hired by Cyrus to find someone for him. Dennis plunges his hand into the dirt and sees flashes of 40 murdered victims in the car yard. He points Cyrus in the direction of the murderer and they head off. They almost get crushed by a car and Dennis has clearly done this before as he tells Cyrus that this one is not like the others. One of these things is not, not like, like the other one. <laughs> exactly. Um, so curious as to what Cyrus is up to, Dennis touches his shoulder and sees a whole lot of moving machinery with symbols on them and a ton of money. But before he can get a clear idea of what the fuck's going on, Cyrus warns him against doing that. Ooh. Cyrus kind of sucks. Like, oh, Cyrus is your classic, like, rich, money, man. money hungry. You know, he's got a cane. Yeah. He tells you all that yeah, you need fan- to know. Fancy man with his fancy cravat and his mm. fancy old car. Yeah. Um, so they're rudely interrupted by two trespassers, Kalina and some guy. Um, they're there to protest against what Cyrus is doing. He's there to capture ghosts, because of course he is, because that's the name of the fucking movie. So Kalina <laughs> and the other guy. 
he's on the hunt for how many you see 13 um so Kalina and the other guy think that this is morally wrong and she's gonna get all Peter about it um she's not my favorite character to be honest not into it um the whole you'll never get away with this blah 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 it's very dramatic but it was 2001 she's I get it like beautiful but she's so like shit Mm. I just I'm just not believing anything she's telling me, to be honest. Um, and her sidekick says that Cyrus needs the spells and a 13th ghost to make things happen. Um, so, like, well, I just don't understand, like, is he not going to get away with it or does he just need more stuff? I feel like he just needs more stuff mm-hmm. and then he's going to get it. Just needs to expand his inventory. Yeah, and he's a fancy man with fancy money, so I feel like he's just mm. going to get it. Mm. Anyway, our psychic Dennis is pissed because he was only contracted to capture 12 ghosts and Cyrus has lied. They're talking about 13 ghosts. As per the title of the movie. That's where I draw um, the line. On the 12th. At number 13. 13 ghosts. It's like 12 yeah. I'll do, but 13. Ugh. 13, you're crazy. Double my rate. Um. <laughs> Cyrus has also brought bait to this hunt where they've never used bait before. What's the bait, you ask? It's gallons of blood being sprayed from the giant truck that they brought in. Because of course it is. I don't like baiting a ghost. I just don't like. I'm, I, don't I don't get it. The ghost sniff out the blood like a dog. Like I don't know. Yeah. What? I don't. Is he a vampire? And like, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was just like, this guy's real bloodthirsty. Like he's just a mad murderer. Mm. Like he doesn't drink the mm. blood of his victims. Also, the blood comes like it. after you kill someone, so that I wouldn't know. attract him to it. But you know yeah, what? what is technicalities. It, like, someone... This movie's about ghosts. So it is, it's bad guys. Um, but also, like, what someone gets a paper cut and yeah. old mate gets all ragey, Ooh. like, yeah, but not working in an office, Ooh, too many risks. Um, okay, so Cyrus puts up some, uh, puts up some light up clear speed dealers <coughs> shaped sunnies, Her- horrific sunglasses, oh. but anyway, they're like clear, got some lights on them, they look like speed dealer sunnies, okay. and then he commands the team to light up the cube. The doors of a glass box open. Um, they're covered in scribbles and whatever. The wind picks up and we hear chanting in another language. I think it's Latin. I don't know. What else? Um, being played over the speakers of the car yard before chaos ensues. Towers of car bodies are being knocked over onto some of the army-like men and others are being dragged up the towers of cars and snapped in half, spewing blood everywhere. Mm. And snapped in half, like, not, not folded like in half like touch your toes like the other way mm, it's pretty the bad way yeah the bad way <laughs> yes um please note that this movie has a very high blood budget <laughs> so there's like lots of splattering it's very fun um so as people are being killed all over the place we get glimpses of the ghost he's huge he's like seven foot tall massive shoulders shitty haircut and looks like he used to work in or own the car yard mm. um which is how he got away with murdering and hiding the bodies of 40 people i guess like mm, i mean a car yard's a good enough work. place to do it it's a pretty good spot um he's making everyone scatter like ants until he singles out one of the men who accidentally runs into the glass cube and is trapped um old mate murder ghost follows him in the doors close and the ghost of the car yard murderer slams the poor guy's body up against all sides of the glass cube until he dies all why dennis screams for him to stop he does not the man is dead listen to dennis Uh, Dennis takes off his ghost seeing glasses and runs to the sounds of Kalina's screams. Her sidekick is dying, and as we pan around the back of the car, we see Cyrus with a piece of metal through his neck and blood everywhere. I like the little detail of his necktie being cut and dangling here. It's very cute. <laughs> like, it's just like, mm, cut off. Yeah. Okay, um, so we fade to black and cut to cute two kids playing in the backyard. Um, I don't know why the hot chick is dressed like a fucking, like, peasant with her 
kerchief in her hair and her capris. I just can't with it. But anyway, that's what she's wearing. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> um, but they're playing in the backyard while their parents watch on and giggle about how fantastic their life is. We pan across a mantle full of family pics as we hear fire alarms, sirens, and screaming from the family. We continue to pan across the house and see it all packed up in boxes as we hear a doctor tell the husband that his wife has died. This is all voiceover, blah, 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 mm. as we're panning around. Very quick. Just we're um, straight to the point. Here's where we are. Still panning. Mm. Still panning. Until we finally land on the husband, staring outside the window at a brick wall, and we see a stack of past due bills behind him. They've clearly moved from their burned-down house, and the dad, Arthur's not doing too well because his wife's dead, um, leaving their eldest daughter, Kathy, to look after herself, her dad, and baby brother, Bobby, who's at the breakfast table recording stories from the newspaper into his little, like, microphone thing. Not great news either. Like, he's struggling to pronounce the word decapitation. <laughs> I did really. So, I really did in, um, enjoy him trying to pronounce that. Say it? Yeah. It's so cute. It's, like, a bit cute. Um, but then we also meet a nanny, like, Maggie. I guess she's a nanny, but she's, like, not very good at it. I didn't really understand and she seems her more whole like role a in this movie. I think she's supposed to look after the kids, but she can't. Like, she, um, Kathy, the daughter, is cooking because Maggie's a shit cook. Yeah. And then Maggie's really bad at actually looking out for where the kids are through this movie. So also, I, I actually like, don't know why she was there. Hang on, you're broke. How are you affording a full-time living nanny? Well, I guess he has to go to work. I mean, they don't need a nanny. I didn't understand it either, but I don't understand the family dynamics. And the sister also like, seemed you know. old enough to, like, be running what, the What, is she, 24? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I didn't understand it either, but she's there. So Maggie is there. Super weird. I think she was just another um, comic relief kind of thing. Same as like Matthew Lillard. Just chuck them in, even if they don't make any sense. Pop her in there. Um, It's kind of dumb. She just seemed like a roommate, but then... Like, why are they so broke then? Yeah. Anyway, what else? Um, so as the kids argue about whether or not uh, keeping a record of death is healthy, um, I'm going to say for like a six or a seven-year-old, again, we're not good at kids' ages. So don't know. Mm-hmm. He's quite young. Yeah. Um, he tells his dad that his sister is being a little slut about it. <laughs> and his dad just laughs as Maggie tells him not to call his sister a slut. She prefers the term bitch. I don't love this interaction. Oh, that about, was so like, funny. The da- really? It's like being a little slut about it. I was just like, oh, Sorry, like I for would once laugh if like, like a seven-year-old said that. Being a little slut, yeah, I, I maybe, yeah, I don't know. I was just like the dad laughing. I was like, really? Like if you were a kid and gonna... your kid just came out with that out of random, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Laugh, I guess. Like... Well, I guess I'm. I don't know why I'm more upset about him calling her a slut than him trying to read out decapitation. But uh, here we are. <laughs> this is where <laughs> this is where my priorities lie. But whatever. This shitty interaction interrupted by an ominous knock at the door, and I'm kind of grateful for it because I was like, this is a weird family thing. Like Maggie, like I'm like, bitch, who are you? <laughs> Who are you to say? Anyway, um, so it's Ben Moss, a lawyer for the fancy man Cyrus, who just happened to be our dad's uncle. Even though they look like they could be the same age, but, like, whatever. Um, We're not good at ages, so maybe they're not. These ages were all over the place in this movie. Not important, not important. Um, So fancy man's lawyer is here to play a video that Cyrus left him in the case of his death. Um, As they gathered close, too close around the lawyer for me, Mm. that... Kathy, she's like in the lawyer's... Like, she's like flirting Yeah. I was like, girl, are you old enough for this? Yeah, I'm like, are you 24? Are you 16? Yeah. I don't know where you see it. I don't know. So as they gather way too close and watch the video, um, they've been given an odd-looking key to Cyrus's house. Of they are his sole beneficiaries, which is up oh, great timing because I have no money. Great timing. So that's great. Very odd. Amazing. Not close. Yeah. 
weird. Key also super mm. weird. Um, we see some odd pictures of the house on top of a pretty disturbing desktop wallpaper that no one seems to fucking notice that we're watching this video on. Like, did you see all the like screaming faces and shit around the video playing on the desktop wallpaper of this computer? Oh, okay. All right. Well, I was just like, there's a screaming face in the bottom fucking left-hand corner. No one's <laughs> going to like go, hey, Mr. Lawyer Man, why there's some demon shit What's on your computer? What's this? You're like part-time Satanist? No worries. <laughs> anyway, what, uh, they just didn't see any mm. of this stuff. Um, anyway, Cyrus signs off his video with, perhaps we'll meet again in another life. And I was like, Ooh. weird. Weird, Everything about man. that dude was weird, though. Super weird. Um, so they all head off to this weird house in the middle of nowhere, and the daughter Kathy is super excited. And this is where I remember where her knew her from because I was like, "How do I know her?" I'm like, "She's the hot exchange student or whatever from original <laughs> and many other movies as per Orissa. Um So, but before I can focus on this too long, we've cut to Kalina rummaging through her amazing house. It's huge. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, that's covered in newspaper clippings about murders and demons and blah, 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 blah. And cool things like dynamite and tapes of spells. Um, she gathers some dynamite and a tape of Why drawing not? spells before we... I mean, pop it in your purse, babe. Where are you no, going? No. I don't know. No, I might need that. Um, yeah, so we cut back to the family that are moving into Cyrus's unique home as Colleen is, like, gathering essentials for a night on the town, by the looks of it. Um, once they arrive, Ben, the lawyer, finds Dennis dressed in an orange jumpsuit, creeping around the house with a flashlight, pretending to be the power guy. He wants to check out the breakers inside, but we know that he's not a power guy. But no one else so does. And I'm like, no, let him in. This no. will be fun. Let him in. The more the merrier. Um, ben... I know, but Ben, the lawyer, not having it, not letting him in, but the new owner, Arthur, says it's okay. He inserts an odd key into the odd lock, and it does what an odd key would do and disappears inside the lock, Mm. setting off some internal mechanics and lighting the whole house up. Uh, This is when we see the whole house is made of fucking glass and covered in inscriptions. I'd be like, I don't want to go in there. Not at night. Not at any point. I'd be like, oh, free house, King, but I'd like want to see. Check it up on realestate.com. Let's give it a whirl <laughs> in this market. Um, give it a whirl, We'd rather girl. not. Yeah, I guess you could just take the money and buy a house on the beach. Mm. like, Or a house that just has walls. Yeah, that's not got inscriptions and ghosts. Call me a prissy whatever, <laughs> but I love my house to have walls. Mm. Like, I am you, partial mm. to a curtain. I do <laughs> I I like the sun, but not as soon as it comes up into yes. my eye through glass. Could you imagine how hot that house would be? Also, imagine how much the um, bloody glass walls would reflect onto the TV. No way you could sit down oh. and watch a movie during the day. <laughs> Never see a thing. Where's your media room? Is it in the basement? Like, why? Yeah, not great. Um, <laughs> so the doors magically open and everyone steps inside and the doors close behind them. Also not great. Not a good sign. Not a good sign. I want to be able to close my door myself. Mm, Thank someone you. tell me where the switch mm-hmm. is. <laughs> so we see curiosities of all kinds inside. A lot of binoculars, samurai swords, model boats, tons of shit. Um, as the family look around, Dennis is pondering what the crazy son of a bitch Cyrus did. Uh, the family then find a room with circles covered in symbols on the floor and the middle piece is spinning, but no one seems to want no. to be like, hey, what this? Hey, mechanical They're cool. house. They're just like... They're like, oh, spinning room, hey? Mm, seen that <laughs> cool. before, no worries. Um, so Arthur goes with Ben to sign some paperwork and asks Maggie and his family to stay put. They do not. So we're now with Dennis as he finds his way to the basement and almost immediately starts having some migraine visions. Not great for Dennis. Not a good place for him to be in this, in this it's house. It's not. This, no. Psychic, not a good no. place, no. 
So while Dennis is growing more and more concerned, Arthur asks Ben if Cyrus was a hunter, but is told that he's a collector of many things instead. I mean, same. Not wrong. Um, so Arthur, <laughs> Arthur is concerned about property taxes for the new place, but is assured that Cyrus is a genius and none of them have to worry about money ever again. Seems too good to be true, yeah? Because uh, it is. Don't worry about money. Also, don't worry about your future or your life. Don't worry about tomorrow because there'll be none. <laughs> No worries. Um, we're back with Dennis as he puts his ghosting glasses on and we start seeing the ghosty guests of this house of pain. There's a mangled man with a baseball bat and insane looking old woman in stocks, a tiny ma- mum and a giant man baby, a huge guy with railroad spikes in his head and a long haired someone with a metal cage on their head with the bars bent outwards. Um, a pacey looking Dennis runs into the room screaming for Arthur right before he signs the papers and tells him about how crazy his <laughs> uncle was and how he's a ghost hunter but using words that Arthur doesn't quite understand and I don't know how because they're pretty basic <laughs> so was it ghost hunter? Arthur's stupid it was like fucking spirits like whatever I'm like bitch just listen and you'll figure <laughs> it out mm, straight to the point she just led with the ghosts <sighs> yeah I mean I think he was trying to be like oh, like you know it's his profession so he's trying to be like you know. Um, so he tells Arthur that he'll explain everything to him as soon as he and his family are outside of the house. Meanwhile, the kids in their mind and Maggie are running around this glass house. They are fools, but whatever. They're not just running, though. Maggie does. They're scooting uh, as well. They're scooting. They're scooting. They're running. They're jumping on beds that aren't yours mm. yet. Things like that. But Maggie does find a strange pair of glasses as Kathy finds a comfy bed in another room. So Ben is trying to convince Arthur to sign the papers while Dennis is getting his hectic psychic migraines again. As Arthur tries to help him, Dennis sees all of this tragedy of Arthur's life, including the death of his wife. Very sad. Mm-hmm. And as a sad and drooling Dennis gets up and wonders where the hell Ben has gone. Um, of course, he's headed to the basement mm. wearing the ghost viewing glasses and he's kind of a dick to the ghost. Like, yes. He's a dick. He's very much the yeah. kind of person who would walk past and like, poke his tongue out and be like, meh, 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 meh. Yeah, total dick. Mm-hmm. But yeah. very comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, he's very like, he knows about these ghosts. Around. And he knows all of them. Yes. Like, knows all of them. Like, he's just like, like hey, boo, long time no next see. time. Exactly, he's disgusting. <laughs> uh, we also meet a few new ghost guests. A little boy dressed as a cowboy with an arrow through his head and a beautiful naked woman covered in blood and stab wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, ben opens the doors to what looks like a main part of a machine. As he lifts up a bag of money, some floor pedals lift with it. Mm. Motherfucker, did you not see what the bag was sitting on? But the, we could go it's into how stupid Ben is. Oh, right. And he's just like, no bad for now. Here's this giant bag of money that's not sitting on the floor or a shelf. It's definitely on something that's meant to be weighed down by a certain very particular amount of weight. And if it gets moved, then bad things will happen. Also, do you not have PayPal? Like, why do you have to take a bag (laughs) of money? You still have to take it to the bank. Like, why did you not get it transferred? Right, check. Take it to the bank. Yeah, a giant check that's on the pedals. And as he lifts the giant <laughs> check, it sets off the machine again. Um, so machinery is in motion. The doors of the entire house are starting to close as Arthur and Dennis decide to leave. But first, they have to find the rest of the fucking family. Um, but the no internal door starts. It's not difficult, mm. is it? No, no. Uh, but the internal doors start sliding around and closing in front of them. It's a total race against time. Mm. It's crazy. Rooms are closing, opening everywhere. Um, the floor circles covered in symbols that we saw before are also moving faster now. And as the symbols are matching up, doors to the containment boxes are opening. 
So, the first one to open is the Angry Princess. This is our beautiful naked woman covered in stab wounds and brandishing a large knife. Mm-hmm. She walks toward Lawyer Ben with the knife and as he walks backwards trying to like move away from her because he's like, oh shit, I've been pissing her off for like however long. <laughs> now she's free. Um, he steps between a sliding glass wall as it slices him in half. It's amazing. Tough walls. Okay. Tough, they are. And they're sharp, glass. like mm. thin. Because they weren't moving that fast, they would just like it would knock him at best. Yeah. But anyway, it slices him. Yeah, it'd be like um, you know when I you walk like through it. a store and the doors, like the automatic doors, yeah. don't automatically yes. register you, and you're like, oh, yeah, I thought I had time. And you get caught. Except instead of that, you well, get sliced in half. I, well, I've never actually been caught by those doors. Maybe I would oh. get sliced in half. Yeah, stay tuned. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it is like that thickness though. It's weird. Mm. But also when they're carrying glass later, I'm like, that glass is fucking thick and apparently just sliced through old Benjamin. Mm. But anyway, it's fine. Um, we do get a very detailed shot of a body cut in half here, which is very epic. I was thinking we were going to have some low budget or cutaway kills here, but <laughs> no, no. Budget high. So fun. Love it. Um, his front half slides down the glass, exposing the other <laughs> half of his body with his internal organs exposed like a Damien Hirst piece of art. Gorgeous. <laughs> Love it. Very, I'm just like, mm. That was perfect. <laughs> Remember the first time I saw this and I was like, oh, we didn't talk about if we'd seen this before. First time I'd seen this, I was like, that's fucking cool. Had you seen this movie before? Yeah, I've seen we it a couple of times. Thing. Okay, great. Awesome. We're both on the same page then. But I remember the first time I saw this and I was like, yeah, bitch, like cut that guy in half. Amazing. <laughs> it was very good. So, cut two. Get it? Eh, ah. eh. hey. um, Arthur and Dennis continuing to look for the kids and Maggie, but Kathy's too busy just gazing at herself in front of a bathroom. Honestly, mirror. how long can someone play with two strands of hair? I just can't with her. Oh, and that bathroom was awful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it, it was just glass bricks. I love glass bricks, but they oh, need to be used correctly. Not. not in this house. I love glass. They're beautiful, oh. but they don't look good here. No, don't terrible. Ugly. No, well, I think this looks like a weird, like, public Oh, this is bathroom. the worst, like, version of this. It's gross. Oh, I hey. hate those glass blocks yeah. and anything. Oh, really? Mm. I, mm. Instantly <laughs> ages a house. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Okay, I mean, okay. Well, let's talk about interiors later. <laughs> um, as we pan down to a pair of ghost view glasses on the sink next to old Kathy playing with her fucking two strands of hair, we see the angry princess is right behind Kathy stroking her own hair, being like, mm, we're both so beautiful. That's <laughs> exhausting. Um, meanwhile, the house continues to shift and shot. Bobby is scooting around the house with a pair of ghost view glasses on. Not seeing shit, but he's just like cruising, mm. having a great time. Back to Kathy in the bathroom as she turns to the shower curtains to check out the tub. She pulls back the curtains and squeals with delight <laughs> as we get an aerial view shot of the bathroom covered in blood, drips and splatters. The body of the angry princess is in the tub and the words, I'm sorry, are written in blood on the floor. Um, as Kathy isn't wearing ghost glasses, she can't see the angry princess in the tub of <laughs> blood water and turns on the tap and washes her face from the faucet. I mean, at least she doesn't know. I mean, also there's a sink there. Do you ever like go, nah, fuck the sink. I'm going to go to the bathtub, sit on the edge. I'm going to lean over. I'm going to get super uncomfortable and then I'm going to wash my face Mm. here. And then probably fall in the bathtub in the process. I know. High risk. High risk. Anyway. Yeah. Um, So she washes her face like a few times. Um... Mm-hmm. As the angry princess watches on before raising a knife from under the water and launches at Kathy, just as her dad knocks on the door and makes her jump back from the tub, missing the angry princess's knife. Lucky. Oh, that close. So close. Um, Arthur finds Kathy and Maggie, but they still haven't found Bobby and they need to leave right the fuck now. Mm-hmm. In a glass, in a house full of glass walls, um, apparently it's super hard to find people. 
Look, there's a lot of layers to this house. Yeah, but they're all glass. <laughs> so like, I just don't. I'm like, why is it so hard to find anyone? It's hard to read like, through the inscriptions. Like when we arrived, you could see from the front of the house to the back of the house. Like when we're like, oh God, it's a house full of glass. But now, and now, now they're like, you oh know no. what? It's, there's too many people in there. You know when you've got like people in your car and it gets all misty and foggy and it's a bit hard to see? It's that. It's just that going on It's in the, the humidity. House. Yeah. It's the humidity. I get it. <laughs> Guy couldn't pay for fucking air conditioning because no. he spent too much on glass, yeah. Um, so Bobby is still just scooting around the house while another lot of spinning floor circle symbols align and open a door as he passes by. A voice calls out his name and he looks down the glass stairs into the basement. The voice summons him and he thinks it's Maggie. Tis not. Never is. Not Don't ever follow no. a voice if you can't see who it's coming from. Absolutely Especially not if me. they're like, Tomorrow. <laughs> Are there kittens? No, I'm not coming. (laughs) And that was how Tamara uh, was tragically attacked by ghosts. Yeah. They said there was kittens down there. You don't even have a basement. You still fell for it. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I'm like, kittens? Yes. Um, Okay, so, yeah, Bobby's doing his thing. The voice summons him. He thinks it's Maggie. Tis not. We see a flash of the ghost summoning him, and it's a woman in a prom dress hanging from a rope with her arms tied behind her back. Um, She disappears before Bobby catches a glimpse, and another woman's voice warns him to not follow her. The second voice is more urgent, but this kid is young and thinks it's Maggie and Kathy playing a joke on him and continues down the stairs. I just don't know why you think that your sister and I'm going to call her a babysitter yeah. even though I don't know what her Miscellaneous role is. Woman. They don't sound like Nothing them. like him. You know? Nothing like mm. him. Anyway. I guess he's not going to assume ghosts. He's like, oh, but he like is, is obsessed with the yeah. dead. You think he would assume to ghosts. He seems so. like he should be more switched on than what he is. I know. Maybe okay. he's having a bad day. Um, Mm. So as Arthur tries to get Maggie and Kathy to wait outside, they discover the doors are all sealed up and Dennis is just hanging in a chair with a bottle of pills. Um, Arthur is pissed and demands Dennis come with them as they try and find Bobby and a way out of this haunted house. All while the machine underneath the house continues to spin and spin. As the foursome set off, Maggie asks if the lawyer has split. Yeah. Lol. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Beavis and Butthead laugh. I love it. Um, So silly Bobby is down in the basement as one more containment door is open. As he wanders the glass halls covered in containment spells, we see a ghost following the little little boy. We get a little info on containment spells and the supernatural world's own set of laws and how ghosts have to obey what they say, whether they're written or said from Dennis, blah, blah, blah. Thank you so much. While all this is happening, along with the knowledge that all of the glass is shatterproof. Noted. Thanks, Dennis. (laughs) Great. Um, back to Bobby and the lady in the prom dress, the bound woman, who has snuck up behind him. Bobby screams and scoots the heck out of there. Like he's got his scooter. Mm, gets out real quick. Can do anything except for catch up to a scooter. They can't. Not a kid on a scooter. No, too quick. Have you seen them? <laughs> just fly out of there. So as Bobby is scooting, the rest of the crew are discussing their basement full of ghosts. And Maggie asks the dumbest question. What? This basement? To which Dennis replies... Yes, this basement. If it was next door, I wouldn't give a shit. I'm like, yes. So just a reminder here that I love Matthew Lillard and the way that he delivers his <laughs> ears. It's very good. So good. So, Bobby's still scooting until he hits something and falls on his ass. This is where he meets the torso. A legless torso with two arms dragging <laughs> itself around and a decapitated head wrapped in plastic. I do like this one. And that's a little Twin Peaks reference for everyone playing oh. at home. It's very good. 
Yeah, no, I like no the wrapped in plastic bit, not the torso bit. Disregard. <laughs> Either of Um, so I do like this Goso. This is a good one, mm. and also the easiest to get away from. Oh yes, definitely. You could scoot away from that very easily. Yeah, this is a you could walk like, away a non-go, from that. like a non-event, non-event. Mm. He yeah. tried. Yeah, you. Hey, you're the you could run away. Award. Yeah, you could leave and then be like, "Fuck! I left my glasses yeah. in the other room. Go get them, and then still get away." Like you yeah, got time. time with this one. Yeah. Um, so Bobby runs off until he slams into a glass wall, drops his glasses off, and drops his little mic and recorder. So he's like really knocked himself out here. Um, Arthur heads downstairs to the basement to find Bobby, and Dennis freaks out. Arthur convinces Den- Dennis to help find his son for the cost of what Cyrus owes him. And I'm like, also, Cyrus, you should probably pay him. You just got how much money? Yeah. Like maybe like pay the guy what he's got. Yeah. Owed. Anyway. Um, he promises to do that and also reminds Dennis that all the ghosts are locked up, but we know that they are not. So this is a terrible idea. So Bobby's coming to and hearing a woman's voice through the mic telling him to put the glasses back on and go upstairs. As he pops his glasses back on, he sees his mother walking toward him with her IV drip and she's covered in burns. Um, As Bobby backs up into the glass, he turns around and sees fancy man Cyrus as he's lifted off the ground, glasses drop to the ground once again, and Bobby's gone. We don't know where he is. Mm-hmm. He gone. So now they're all in the basement as we see flashes of locked up ghosts and Arthur suggests that they split up. As we all know, this is the dumbest Terrible idea. Plan. Terrible plan. Terrible plan. You it? never split up. I don't know who this ever works out no, for. No, no one. For the villains. Ah, the winner is. Great. <laughs> 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 so Maggie goes with Den- uh, Dennis and Arthur goes with his daughter, Kathy. Dennis quickly discovers that some of the containment boxes are open and gives Maggie the gla- glasses to see one of the ghosts that are still locked up. The hammer. Uh, guy covered in fucking railroad spikes in his thing and mm-hmm. he's got his arms replaced with a sledgehammer. It's a lot. It's a lot um, he also explains <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. Um, he also explains that most ghosts don't want to hurt us, but some that die violent deaths can get stuck in a tortured realm until violence is all that they know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Dennis. Fair. And then you get locked in a box, and then you're real mad. Then you're real pissed because yeah. you're just like, oh man, I can't. Like, I was just what like, am I meant here, to do with my sledgehammer arms in a glass box with shatterproof glass? I know. If only it wasn't shatterproof. Ah. Oh. 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 <laughs> So Maggie suggests that they get the hell out of there. I'm like, man, this is like, you've been saying this for ages. Actually do it. But anyway, but not before. Dennis turns around and flips off the hammer, which I love, but he sees a vision of his own death. Mm. Not great. Not great for Dennis. Not amazing. But anyway, he like, pers- he, he goes on. That's what he continues does. to find these stupid kids. Uh, with Kathy and Arthur now, as they find Bobby's glasses and recorder, they rewind the tape just long enough to hear Bobby scream on the tape. Um, and then Kathy's all like, oh, dad's going to be okay. I'm like, you are stupid. You just heard a tape of your brother screaming. And also, if you just stayed put in the center of the house. Exactly. Or stay with your fucking brother. Anyway, yeah. um, as Dennis and Maggie are heading back to the rest of the group, Dennis finds that the jackal is out. The Charlie Manson of ghosts in this house, they need to get the fuck out of the basement right now. As Arthur continues to look for his son and tell Kathy that there are no such thing as ghosts, she pops the ghost glasses on just in time to see the jackal push her to the floor and fucking tear at her face and body mm. like just go ballistic um of course it's exposing her bra oh. because what would a uh, early 2000s horror movie be without titties well, absolutely. So we don't i mean there's no nipple so it's not a full tit but you just like, so that's like bra, 2001. It's all, you know 
Classic 2001. So, the jackal is the ghost of the crazed person with a metal cage over their head. Super creepy. Like, I'm not into this one. That's, like, it's a lot. I actually like all the ghosts. I want to know all about them. But this one's, like, pretty intense. Um, as Arthur's trying to save his daughter from something that he can't see, Kalina comes to the rescue, lighting a flare and throwing it at the jackal, who drops Kathy, and Arthur and Kalina drag her away by her feet. I mean, no, look, a whatever, whatever gets you away, honestly. You can drag me by my hair if it's going to get me away from a killer ghost. I mean... They're in a panic. I totally get it. But I'm just like, they're just dragging this bitch in my back through this glass walls. That's yeah. fine. We're now back with Dennis and Maggie. They come across the little boy with the arrow in his head. Dennis tries to be nice to the little boy as they back away, but they just run into the angry princess <laughs> instead. Um, as Dennis is the only one with the glasses, he instructs Maggie where to go to avoid being stabbed to death by a ghost. He's very good at this. He's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, Kathy, meanwhile, cries into her father's chest as Kalita explains who the fuck she is. Because surprise, she's just... Here we go. <coughs> she's disappeared. Yeah. Um, Ready to join she the party. says she's in. The, I love that she says she's in the spirit reclamation business. Yeah, I was like, okay. girl, you're going to have to simplify it down. Uh, he didn't understand what spirits were fucking 15 yes. minutes ago. You're going to have to be a bit more specific. But she isn't. She says she frees trapped souls, and apparently she's here to save their asses. Um, she tells Kathy to give her father the glasses so she, he can finally see what they're all seeing. Um, Kalina already has a pair and is um, here to set them all free. I'm just like, where'd you get your glasses oh, from? Oh, I'm just like, there were you... plenty of these lying around. Why does not everybody have them? Have a pair? I mean, yeah. And also, where do you buy them? Like, why do they... They were in every like, room. Peter... I know, but the Peter per- people of ghosts had them as well. Oh, she just walked in the house That's and was like, oh, there's 20 lying in a bowl at the door. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with the keys. Um, so she shows Arthur a book that explains what the machine, uh, that the machine could see to the future that was designed by the devil and powered by the dead. Um, it was written by someone under demonic possession, and I'm wondering why she thinks we have time for stories right now. <laughs> We've got things but, to do, people okay. save. A house to escape. A child is missing, and people are, like, ghosts are about. <laughs> like, I just don't understand. But she's like, here, let me tell you a story. Sit down. Um, so Cyrus has built this machine and they're in the middle of it. But Arthur doesn't give a flying fuck and just wants out. Totally fair. Uh, Kalina says that she needs, that he needs to help her free all the souls first. Ugh. Okay. Okay. Um, so these two idiots are, I know. But as these two idiots are in book club, (laughs) Kathy's gone missing and our little cowboy kid is watching them. He's holding a tomahawk and grinning. Still with an arrow in his head though. So like, it's not a cute grin. It's more of a menacing grin. (laughs) He was really making it work. kill you. He was. He's very cute. Um, Maggie and Dennis have found themselves between closing walls and getting separated with Dennis throwing her the glasses. He's now locked in a room and Maggie sucks. Like, she is the worst in this. Yeah. I'm just like, you're going to get Dennis killed. And what are you bringing to the party? You're not even babysitting. No. Anyway. um, Back to Arthur and Kalina now. She warns him to get away from the glass as they are now face-to-face with the jackal and the hammer. All while Dennis is getting his ass kicked by the guy with the baseball bat. A door finally opens, giving Dennis the chance to get out. Hooray, he's fine. Totally fine. Okay, amazing. Um, Kalina goes back to her book and discovers that they need to get to the library as it has spell protection all around it. Um, but the only way is up because, of course, it is. <laughs> so Kalina moves a glass panel quite easily considering how thick the glass is. Oh, look, it was just a lucky panel, you know? <laughs> They're floor panels too. That bitch is going to be thicker than your wall <laughs> panels. Just structurally it makes sense. And she's just like lifting it. No biggie. Oh, it's totally look, nothing fine. about Pilates. this structurally makes sense. So No, she does Pilates. She's fine. <laughs> It's totally fine. Um, so she throws a flare up there. I, 
want to. I don't get the flare. I don't know what the, uh, par- yeah, why a ghost would Do they be scared scared scare of the a ghost? Flare. Like, ooh, a sudden light. Yeah, that goes out. I've never seen a sparkler before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like an like an oversized candle. Yeah. Okay. Um, whatever. Okay, that's whatever. Um, so we're back with Maggie and Dennis, who now has the glasses back, and they come across the great child and the dire mother. This is the big man, baby, and the tiny lady. Oh, I don't like these. Um, ones. He's covered. They're messy. Yeah, yeah. No, they're more messy than anything. Mm. So he's got like vomit or food mm. from his mouth all the way down his like chin, onto his chest, onto his like bib, by the way, man baby bib, mm. and then onto his belly. It's it's not a vibe. It's fucked. No, and it looks gross, but he also looks super fucking mad. Yeah. So it's a bit scary. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, he's carrying like a giant axe, I think, and, tell, um, and then Dennis tells Maggie to run because like these two are fucked and old mate is huge. Yes. Like it's, yeah. Yes, he's huge. Um, so they run into cleaner as Arthur sees the hammer get released and screams out for help. They pull him up and our force him up back together. Hoorah. Amazing. Everyone rejoices. Kalina <laughs> um, lights another flare. What a... So many flares. So many fucking flares. In her purse. It's like Mary Poppins. <laughs> She's got all the shit in there. She was prepped. Uh, so as the other three follow, Dennis gets some hectic psyche visions again just before seeing the jackal attack Arthur. He grabs a flare, throws it at the ghost, but they just have a new ghost to deal with instead. The old woman in the stocks, the pilgrimess. Mm-hmm. Um, but they quickly escape her, though. She's, like, also not really, um... I mean... I mean, her hands are, like, tied up in a, a stock. Bit, so... Like, she's not got much movement. Her head and hands are in the yeah, stocks. it's so not really like anywhere to go. Like, What's she going to do, run after you and be like, well... Door? Like, can she get a little shit to go sideways? <laughs> just, to, just give me a in moment to catch up, guys. <laughs> so they quickly escape her because she sucks. <laughs> and now having a huge argument about who sucks the most, I vote Kalina. Yeah. She's the worst. Mm. I vote. I Even mean, with Maggie. <laughs> I vote the kid that ran off. Oh, it's all yeah, his he bad. That they're all splitting same up. With, and same with Kathy, oh. though. They Actually, they're all pretty yeah. terrible. Yeah, Matthew Willard, only saying that. So there's something that Dennis hasn't told Arthur. The fourth ghost is his dead wife, which we knew because she ran into Bobby earlier. But Arthur didn't know this. So he's all pissed. Um, But Dennis didn't want to tell him and upset him. Arthur punches Dennis in the face and Kalina explains the machine and how they can get out. She explains the monikers of each ghost and how Cyrus captured one of each of these, like, categories i guess of ghosts like the pilgrimers but it seems very specific very like, like it was like way? oh you just got lucky and got your ghosts and then made them fit into all these categories almost i'm like did you write the book after yeah. you captured these okay people? what is yeah. a convenient ritual that suits all of these ghosts <laughs> yeah very specific okay yeah we're good mm, that's Let's write it. it up yeah no that checks out mm-hmm. yeah yeah if we write it in latin yeah i fine. think we've got it yeah just yeah, change a couple of words even <laughs> It just seems it's weird. Anyway, whatever. We're rolling with it. Um, so, yeah, Cyrus captured them all. Great to bring the machine to, go- uh, to life to ghost. Um, each, <laughs> to life I've been ghost. Right. <laughs> um, each ghost adds its energy to the machine to open up the, to the eye of hell. Which I was like, okay, we've gotten to hell why? pretty quickly. Like, why do we want to open up the eye of hell? Because the eye of hell gives you knowledge, all eternal knowledge. And if knowledge is power, the man that controls the eye of hell would be the most powerful man on earth. This is why we want to get the eye of hell. Just, it's too much effort, really. Like, how much money you already yeah. have, man? You're already, like, mad you rich put all and the, shit. Like, you like, have a lot of knowledge and power. You built a glass house full of inscriptions and ghosts. You could have invested that money wisely. Like, you're writing spells. You know what you're doing. Yeah. You don't need yeah. a bit of hell coming out at you. 
It's high risk. Uh, it is high risk, low reward, mm. but... Mm. So Dennis mentions the 13th ghost and Cleaner explains that only a human... Uh, fuck me. That only a human sacrifice of love can stop this. She explains that Arthur has to trade his life for theirs. Um, for his kids and the other people, I guess. They're just kind of like collateral. Um, Dennis isn't buying it though. He thinks there has to be a better way and it's not adding up. But Arthur has already decided, even though he doesn't even know if his kids are fucking alive, he's probably going to kill himself. So... Dennis suggests that they go out again and try and find the kids, maybe. That's probably just a good idea. Start there that's before going to self-sacrifice. Let's just give it a crack. Yeah, give it a whirl. See where they are. Give it no a whirl, no girl. Foul. Let's see. Exactly. So, using a pane of inscripted glass to protect them, they, like, Meh. wander out. So, it's a heavy and funny weapon of choice, but oh, one that they bad. have chosen. <laughs> yeah, no flares, though. Mm. Mm, cleaner. Where your flares at, bitch? Um, so Cleaner and Maggie head to the machine with all the explosive as a failsafe. So, you know, whatever. Um, Cleaner opens the door to the giant spinning underbelly of the machine. And as Maggie waits for her to finish doing whatever the fuck she's doing, a figure walks toward her. And before we can see who it is, Cleaner uses the huge book that she was using at book club to hit Maggie in the back of the head. And we see who the figure is. It's Cyrus, the fancy man. He he isn't dead. And worst of all, they make out. So it's like... (laughs) weird um but he's a dick to her and she's submissive and annoying it's yeah a, it was like, an awful a twist weird... of characters i was like oh wasn't it yeah okay. i'm like oh she's just like a meek little mouth yeah like, no. where's your tomb raider flare energy yes yeah chuck a flare at him see if he loves you then I... <laughs> yeah he's the worst osiris is the worst character <laughs> um as arthur and dennis carry the pane of glass around they're attacked by a guy with the baseball bat and then the hammer approaches uh, Dennis pushes Arthur into a corner and uses the pane of glass to close him into like a little corner room to protect him, just as the juggernaut is released from his containment. The biggest and baddest of them all. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the jackal is as bad as the juggernaut, to be fair. They talk about the jackal being the Charles Manson. Anyway, whatever. That's, that's like, <laughs> doesn't, it's like, there's no point to that comment. I just, I've been, I've, I've just been sick and my brain's gone funny. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Um, okay. So <laughs> we met we met the juggernaut in the opening scenes. He's the car yard guy. Mm-hmm. Um, as Dennis is distracted, the hammer smashes Dennis's hand, and the juggernaut picks him up, bends him in half. The bad half. The bad um, half. Against the bad half. The inverted half. Um, against like the corner of the walls. As Dennis mm-hmm. drops to the ground, dead. Sad, sad, sad. Cyrus pops on the spells um, that Kalina brought with her, and the ghosts start to leave the space. So, can I just say it- though? Yes. This little glass hidey hole that was all up in the corner mm-hmm. was very much giving me Titanic vibes where they both could have fit on the door. They both could have fit behind the glass pane. I agree with you wholeheartedly. There was so much space. She was a big corner. She was a big pane. Like, there was plenty I know. of room for the two of them. I know. Yeah, it was kind of annoying. Yeah. And, like, if they even held out for, like, two minutes, mm. the ghost would have disappeared with the fucking chanting yeah, going Yeah, we would have been good. But no. Mm. Poor Dennis had to die. We didn't, but he did. <laughs> um, so Arthur drops to his knees to cry until he sees his wife arrive. They touch through the glass. Another Titanic. <laughs> um, as she's called to Cyrus um, with the spells. Arthur stands and cries some more as Colina is told to fetch the book. As she's coming back to Cyrus with her book, mm-hmm. he closes the door behind him, which in turn squishes Colina between two glass walls. 
Like, Cyrus is really the worst. I mean, you could have just broken up with her. Really? Yeah. Squishing you her to death seemed unnecessary. Trap her in a glass literally... box. Then, there you go. Then she'll die eventually. You'll have another ghost. Yeah. Then you'll have, like, fuck quite a few of them. Yeah, you just got a big mess to clean up. You could open an amusement park with how many ghosts would be in there. Oh, yeah. What an attraction Mr. Petunia, sorry, she could have made mm, so much money. So much. Yeah, he's the worst. He could have literally said, I don't like you, and then she would have killed herself. Just give me the book. and Just give me the book. But he didn't, yeah. Well, not anyway. Um, so Arthur finally pulls himself together because he's been crying um, and finds his kids sitting in the middle of the spitting circles and surrounded by ghosts, all of them. Mm. So he then sees his uncle across the room. Still wearing the glasses, so he thinks he's a ghost, until he counts the ghosts very slowly on his hands, because you can't count to 12 in your mind. No. But you've anyway, got to make it obvious counts. that you're getting to 12. you, you got to use your fingers, and you got to count them down. Mm. Count them down you to take 12. everyone on the journey with you. you and you've got to take your sweet-ass time. Mm. I don't care if your kids are sitting in amongst these metal-swinging no, fucking sure, circles that can make shock sure everyone's them. present and accounted for. You count to 12. You count. So he does. Um, it's very annoying. Takes ages. Um, he removes his glasses and then he sees that his jerk of an uncle was a fucking liar. And he's not killing himself for this asshole. That's a trap. Which is good. I'm glad. It's good. Yeah, it's a trap. He knew that. Like, come on. Dennis said it. Anyway. Um, he runs toward his uncle and punches him into the, in the, into the face. He punches into him the face. Into the face. Right into it. <laughs> <laughs> he punches him into the face um, and cops a cane and a kick to the face in return. <laughs> so Cyrus then verbally berates him and talks about how great Cyrus himself is, which is... Cyrus loves Cyrus. He's a fucking narcissist. Um, he then takes a knife from his cane Narciss- and tells Arthur Cyrus? that... Nice. Oh, <laughs> Clever girl. Clever Awful. girl. <laughs> ah, Jurassic Park. Um, he then takes a knife from his cane and tells Arthur that he will indeed become the 13th ghost. I'm like, I thought he has to kill himself though. Like, come on, man. Anyway. I never get the threat of like, if you don't kill yourself, I'm going to kill you. Um, okay. But they also, it's wasn't all... it like you had to kill yourself in an act of like... In of love. Which exactly. old mate just did when he sacrificed himself for mm. the main dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess he did. Like, that was like yeah. a, oh, I'm going to die. So, like, Arthur, I'll push you behind here and sacrifice yeah. myself because Dennis is the man. Yeah. Like, that, that, yeah. why is he not the 13th ghost? Yeah, I know that actually doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Maybe because, I don't know, I don't know. Well, I guess it couldn't be of love because it was just self-sacrifice. It's not of love. But he just met the motherfucker. You wouldn't self-sacrifice without it being of the general feeling of love. Like it doesn't have to be a classic. Well, I think you know that what he I mean. Like, like what is this? Think, like yeah, no, I get and it. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> it is. It's classic. There's an asterisk on this thirteenth ghost. <laughs> Must be a father figure. Yeah, yeah, he must have two children yeah. to have his wife die. Um, we then hear the spells in a remix, and Maggie's woken up in the control room and <laughs> fucking things up. She's just like, I did love this. Like, very fun. Waka waka. I know. And there's like lights turning on, shit opening oh, everywhere. It's show. like a lot. Mm-hmm. So, the ghosts, due to the remix, have snapped out of their summoning smells and an- a smell <laughs> spells. Fuck! You don't like caught up in a summoning smell. That's what I always say. Those you want to make sure you avoid at all costs. That does sound like a candle that you get at like fucking dusk or whatever. Um, 
Okay, they're now crowding around Cyrus. I'm so sorry. I've been sick and I'm like, I thought I was doing well, but I'm fucking failing. It's fine. (laughs) Fuck. So they're now crowding around Cyrus. They pick him up and throw him into the spinning ring, splicing him into a million pieces. Mm -hmm. They fly everywhere. It's very like if I had 3D glasses on, I would see the pieces coming toward my face. You would. Um, so as Arthur picks himself up, he sees Dennis, who tells him that it's still not over, but he should go to his kids. They need him. Oh. He's cleaning his glasses, and he cleans his glasses for about 20 minutes, but... You gotta make sure. What a, Clear vision. I mean, maybe it's like a... Maybe it's like an anxiety fidget. Like, he's dead. Maybe. I don't know. Um, he cleans him for ages. Uh, so Arthur times his jump perfectly and jumps into the middle of the spinning circles, mm. telling the kids to keep their heads down and hold on tight. The entire house explodes into a gabillion pieces of shattered glass of the glass that does not shatter. Mm-hmm. But a giant house explosion, you know, that's not covered under I mean, the that's insurance. Good. That's an asterisk. That's what that is. Mm. Um, as we pan outside to view the house, we see all of the ghosts leave and wander into the woods, which is like... Toodaloo. Off you go. Good and bad, because these, these people are still going to kill people. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... Uh, that's the sequel. And they're going to be mad. Hunt them again. Just they're going to be real mad. Yeah. Being locked up. Um, so all of them, except Dennis, as he continues to clean his fucking glasses and nod his head until he walks away mm. and disappears, because he's like, oh, I've done good here. Man. Mm. Um, we then see Arthur's wife and the kid's mother looking radiant before she Ugh. had like an IV drip and, you know, yeah. burns and Back stuff. To hell. Stunning. She looked, Ghost hell. She looks stunning. Yes. Um, tell him that she loves them and then she disappears. Um, so I'm not sure how it happened, but Maggie survived. Yeah, she's fine. At, she's survived at the site of the explosion. So mm. I, it's fine. Mm-hmm. She had a flare with her. Yeah, she had a flare. <laughs> Protective flare. Yes. Um, but she yells out that she's had enough and she quits. And this is how we end. Quits what? <laughs> quits her quits job what? of being a freeloader. I don't know. I don't know, but she quits. I think she was a nanny. I think she said in the end, and that's how I was like, oh, she was the nanny. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I've had enough of this shit. I'm not going to be a nanny. <laughs> you bitch. You didn't find the kids once. No. You were terrible at your job. You're fired. Absolutely. You're fired. Yeah. But that's how we end this mm. movie, 13 Ghosts. The end. That's it. That's how we end it. Um, before we finish up and do mm. thingies, we don't get much of a backstory of the ghost in the movie, but the DVD had it as part of the special features because I had the DVD. Um, I don't anymore because, you know, DVDs. Um, but Cyrus reads them out. Do you want to hear them? Because I really want to tell you. Great. Go ahead. Okay, great. I'll do it really quick. Um, so this is all of I'm DVDs. I no longer. Okay. <laughs> It'll take longer than it takes me to read this whole fucking thing out. Um, yeah, this is all of IMDb DVD because I don't have the DVD anymore, but this is essentially what they are. So... Number one, the firstborn son. He's the ghost of Billy Michaels, a boy who was a fan of cowboy films. One day, a neighbor found a real steel arrow in his parents' closet. I don't know why it was there. Anyway, I'll, I'll stop because otherwise this will take ages. Um, he challenged Billy to a duel with Billy using a toy gun. However, his plaything was no match for the arrow and he died when the neighbor shot it through the back of his head. In death, Billy is in the cowboy suit and holding a tomahawk with the arrow still protruding from his head. His ghost whispers, I want to play. Where did he get a tomahawk Ooh. from? Uh, I think it would be part of his, like, they were playing Cowboys and Indians in the backyard. Yeah, he had a fake gun. Yeah, I don't know where he had the... <laughs> I don't know. It's just there. Anyway. All right, one. Minor details. Minor details. Number two, the torso. Here's the ghost of a gambler named Jimmy the Gambler. Ooh. Gambino. 
Love it. Hilarious. Um, he spent most of his days on the track making bets and brainwashed into winning. One day he made a deal with a rich businessman. Ooh, fence man. Um, and sealed his fate. Yeah, oh, with a fucking knife in it. Um, when he bet heavily in a boxing match and lost, he tried to welch out on his bet and slip out of town. The mob and the winning boxer to whom he owed money caught up with Gambino and cut him into several pieces, wrapping them in cellophane and dumping the corpse into the ocean. His ghost is just his torso, trying to walk around on its hands while his head lies nearby, screaming within the cellophane. That's number two. Okay, number three, the bound woman. She was a cheerleader named Susan Legros, who was born privileged. I don't know why I have that cadence to my voice, <laughs> but I do, because she's a cheerleader. Um, born privileged and had a penchant for seducing men and tossing them away. This is why, because she's sassy. Um, this left a long trail of broken hearts. When her boyfriend found her cheating, he strangled her and killed the other boy. He buried her body at the 50-yard line of the local football field with scenes excessive. <laughs> And I love it. Anyway, um, the boyfriend was convicted because that's a terrible place mm. to put a body um, and sentenced to death. Before his execution, he was quoted as saying, the bitch broke my heart, so I broke her neck. <laughs> his, um, her ghost is in her prime dress, hanging suspended by the strangling implements with her arms tied behind her back. Just that's an sad. awful place to bury someone. Just, isn't it? Awful. I was like, you buried her where? What? Awful. Why? Yeah. Anyway, um, the number four, the withered lover. She is Jean Criticos, Arthur's wife. She was burned severely, saving her family from a devastating house fire and later died of her wounds in the hospital. Her ghost initially appears in a hospital gown, hooked up to an IV pole and showing severe burns on her face. Unlike the other ghost, she is not a vengeful spirit, electing to help her family rather than show malevolence. At the end of... I love that word, malevolence. It's very <laughs> fun to say. Um, at the end of the movie, she appears fully healed and in her normal clothing. She's not fully healed. She's still dead. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Money detail. Um, so five, the torn prince. Here's the ghost of Royce Clayton, born in 1940, who was gifted baseball star in high school, albeit with attitude issues and a superiority complex. In 1957, he challenged a greaser named Johnny to a drag race, but was killed as his car spun out of control and flipped over. The cause of the accident was a cut brake line. Ooh, mm. that's murder. Oh, that's murder. Mm. Um, he was buried in a plot of earth that overlooked the baseball diamond. Oh, that's a bit nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck, sorry. I... <laughs> Mm, too much caffeine, honestly. <laughs> that's a bit um, nice. <laughs> oh, that's nice. He could see the baseball. But then I remember that he was like captured and put into this glass box, so not super nice. Mm. Um, his ghost <laughs> carries a baseball bat, and in the background, in his cube, his wrecked car can be seen. Half of his body is torn to shreds from where he was dragged under the car. <laughs> Number six, the angry princess. She is Dana Newman, who would who did not believe in her own natural beauty. Abusive boyfriends fueled her low self-esteem, which led to much unneeded plastic surgery for imagined defects. Eventually, she got a job working for a plastic surgeon, getting paid in treatments rather than cash. That's a not, not smart girl. That's no, not smart. No, that's so interesting. I would not have picked up on that from seeing her ghost mm, version. I know. It's very good. Cool. That's why I wanted to talk about the backgrounds, because I think, find them very interesting. Mm. Um, alone at the clinic one night, she tried to perform surgery in herself. Okay. That's a terrible idea. Being an assistant... It does not make you a surgeon. No. Also, you can't Hot do tip. surgery on yourself. Not like that. No, girl. What are like, you, what you're not you trying doing? to pierce your ears. You're... No. <laughs> you're not giving yourself a fucking tattoo with a biro. No. no. Like, what are you doing? Um, anyway, so she wound up blinding herself in one eye and permanently mutilating herself beyond saving. Like, sorry, what were you trying to do with your eyes? That <laughs> I don't even know. I'm like, what were you, what were you doing? With your eyes and There's an nothing eye. in a plastic surgeon's office that you like that would be a procedure for your eyeballs. No. I'm like, was it around the eye area? Was she trying to do an eye lift? Would she sneeze when I she was it. doing it? Like 
Ooh. Yeah, she slipped. I don't know. Yeah. Like doing eyeliner, but in a real bad way. Like, mm. um, I don't know. Not very. She's not very good at it, though. That's no. why she was a fucking surgeon. That's no. why she worked That's for plastic why she's surgery. Now. Exactly. So she committed suicide in the bathtub by slashing her body repeatedly with a butcher knife, which seems a lot. Okay. Um, when she was found, people noted that she was be- as beautiful in death as she had been in life. I'm like, that's no consolation, is it? No. Also, she clearly did. not, because she just figured herself. Beyond fucking yeah. saving, apparently. Um, so her ghost is naked, still ca- I don't know why she killed herself naked. but Oh, she was in the bath. Had to be because she's super hot, so yeah. they had to. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so Ghost is naked, still carrying the knife she killed herself with and showing all the wounds, and the inside walls of her cube are splattered with her blood. In her bathroom, seeing the phrase, I'm sorry, is visible on the floor in blood, which we saw. Um, subtitles also reveal that the blurred, hissing speech that uh, announces her arrival is her whispering, I'm sorry. So much sorry. Very apologetic. She just needed someone to talk to. All right, girl. Oh, bitch. Girl. Um, this was written on her suicide note. When her cube opens, she advances towards Ben Moss, the lawyer, who backs up into an open doorway to get away from her and is killed, but it snaps shut on him. So she doesn't kill him. She doesn't kill anyone. Mm. But she's, like, close to it mm. a lot. I think she would, given the chance. Yeah. So I just, yeah. I'd be mad if I was um, locked up. I'd do it. Right? Yeah. So number seven, the pilgrimess. She's the ghost of Isabella Smith, an English woman who traveled across the Atlantic and settled in New England during colonial times. She was an outsider to the town she moved into and this isolated her from the other townsfolk. She was found guilty of witchcraft because she was a fucking lone of woman. Of course. It's always okay. witchcraft. Yeah, it's always witchcraft. Um, I got carried away because I was mad about it. Um, Anyway. Guilty of witchcraft after livestock began to die mysteriously. When she emerged from a burning barn completely unharmed, she was sentenced to the stocks with no food or drink until she died. That's fucking savage. Yeah, but I want to know more about how she got out without getting burned. Yeah, that's... Uh, maybe she was a witch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe that was <laughs> <wasn't> something. <laughs> so as it goes, she's still locked into her stocks, as we see in the movie, as she struggles to get through doorways. Eight and nine. The Great Child and the Dire Mother. They're the ghosts of Margaret and Harold Shelburne. She was an attraction in a carnival due to her being only three feet tall. <laughs> Same. Um, she was raped <gasps> by the tall man. Not funny. <laughs> oh, it gets real dark. I know, I was laughing at your joke. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm five foot one. Tomorrow's I'm actually tiny. huge. I'm huge. Um, so... Oh, I'm going to stop laughing because this is really shitty. Um, so she was raped by the tall man, another carnival freak. I don't like that they say freak, but a carnival person. Um, her son, Harold, the great child, was born as a result of that rape. He eventually weighed over 300 pounds. Harold spoiled – he was spoiled and raised as his mother's protector and kept, like, a childlike mindset to the point that he wore diapers his entire mm. life. Not good. Right? How do you get him that big? He's a big guy. Mm. XXL. That's a sheet. That's not a diaper. Yeah. That's a sheet. It's a lot to wash. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day some of the carnival employees decided to play a little practical joke on Harold and kill- kidnapped his mother that's not funny haha <laughs> you know it would be great if we just kidnapped someone and see what the protector's reaction is see what happens so enraged he set out to look for her but when he caught up with the culprits he found that his mother had accidentally suffocated to death in the bag that she was <laughs> kept in I know Harold killed the killed- kidnappers with an axe keeping their remains and displaying them for paying customers <laughs> Like, let that sink in. I mean, like, you know, look, if I went you to wanna a carnival... You want to see a dead body? And someone said that, I'd be like, yeah. I'd assume if it wasn't real, you, but... If you, someone said you, you want to see a dead body, and you're like, okay. I'd be like, no. If I was at a carnival... Giant 300, if this 300-pound baby asked me <laughs> if I want to see a dead body... I mean, when you told me it was 300-pound baby... I know. I'd be like, 
I'm sorry, sir. I feel unsafe. Like, but if I was just walking no. through a carnival and they were like, hey, you want to see yeah. some cool stuff back here? You want to see dear body? I'd yeah. be like, oh, well, that's probably not real. I wonder how much money he made. That's what I want to mm. know. Like, how many people did he show before? Mm. Anyway. Uh, cool. So later, when the owner of the carnival found out, apparently they just do whatever the fuck they want. And old mate's just, like, chilling. <laughs> just making mad money. Um, anyway, he found out what Harold had done. He ordered a mob of people to tear Harold apart. The ghosts are always together, and Harold still wields the axe and wears a bib stained with food. Oh, it is food. Yeah. It looks like vomit. Well, it's a food that was eaten and then thrown up. <laughs> That's disgusting. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so his mother fo- spoon feeds him still. Okay, cool. So an alternate version of the story is told in the DVD commentary. It was said that their deaths were caused by the great child rolling over on the dying mother while asleep, thus suffocating her, then starving to death. But I don't remember that bit. I like the first one more. Yeah. To be honest. A bit more dramatic. Yeah, yeah. more in depth. Come see this Deb Audi in this fucking hell. <laughs> um, so number 10, the hammer. So he's the ghost of an African-American blacksmith, George Markley, who lived in a small town in the 1890s. He was wrongfully accused of stealing a, by a white man from his town and when threatened with exile, refused to leave. Um, a gang led by his accuser hung his wife and children and burned their bodies in revenge. Revenge for what? Not leaving? Damn. Jesus. I know. So George used his sledgehammer to beat the culprits to death. Yeah, George, Mm -hmm. get it. Um, He was then subjected to a cruel form of frontier justice by the townsfolk, being chained to a tree and executed by having railroad spikes driven into his body with his own sledgehammer. (sighs) Mm Mm-hmm. As a final touch, oh. they cut off his hand and attached the sledgehammer, yeah. handle and all, to the hand that was cut off. His ghost is seen with the railroad spikes protruding from his body and a sledgehammer for a left hand. That's unfortunate. That's uh-huh. Number 11, the jackal. We're almost at the end. Um, he's a ghost of Ryan Coon, who was born in 1887 to a prostitute. Ryan had an insatiable lust for women, rape, and murdering prostitutes. Mm, nothing, no mummy issues there. No, totally fine. Uh, wanting to be cured, he committed himself to Boreham, uh, Boreham Wood Asylum. Not important, I guess, Great but place. I can't pronounce it. Yep. Um, but after attacking a nurse, he was put in a straitjacket and thrown in a padded room. After years of imprisonment, he went completely insane, scratching at the wall so violent that his fingernails were torn completely uh, off. That makes me feel so no. fucking good. Like, I could feel it. Ooh. I don't like it. Um, so the doctors kept him permanently bound in his straitjacket, tying it tighter when he acted out, causing his limbs to contort horribly. Still fighting to free himself, Ryan gnawed through the jacket until the doctors <laughs> finally locked his head in a metal cage and sealed him away in the dark basement cell. And there, now what you gotta do? And now, um, so there, he grew to hate any kind of human contact, wonder why, mm-hmm. um, screaming madly and cowering whenever anyone approached. When a fire broke out in the asylum, everyone but Ryan escaped. He chose to stay behind. How do you choose? <laughs> he was like, no, you're not going to go without me. Go, I'll take one you for go, the team here. I know I'll be a pain in the butt. You guys go. You guys, this cage is heavy. You no, guys I actually go. hate all of you, so I'd rather be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, whatever. I don't know. He stayed behind and faced the fire. I guess. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> As it goes, his arms are free from his jacket, and the bars of his cage are ripped outwards, showing that he may have escaped his bindings again sometime before the fire started, and that his cage may have heated up enough to where he could have ripped it open before the fire consumed him. That have to be one hot fire before you die to heat the metal up. Yeah, and then also, wouldn't your hands then like? melt onto the bars <laughs> you have to like basically yeah, your rip your flesh like... off yeah okay you can right, see why i would have just sat back and be like yeah you know why you guys go yeah um okay so number 12 the juggernaut he's the ghost of a serial killer named horace breaker mahoney standing seven feet tall he was 
of a uh, uh, he was of such grotesque height. I don't think that's grotesque no, height. That's a basketball uh, player. Yeah. Anyway, that's what they say. And appearance that everyone ostracized, ostracized him as a child. That's oh. fucked. A tall kid? What? Mm. Okay. Anyway. His mother abandoned him at birth, so his father raised him, putting him to work in the junkyard crushing old cars. After his and father died... <laughs> yeah. Well, his father died, no. Um, Horace was left on his own and soon went mad. See, that madness happened after. After after he died. Um, he would pick up female hitchhikers and drive them back to his junkyard, then tear them apart with his bare hands and feed them to his dogs. Yeah, cool. Cool, uh-huh. cool. Um, One day he picked up an undercover female police officer who called for backup for a SWAT team surrounded the junk co- junkyard. Since close combat was impossible because he's so grotesque mm. and monstrous, the police well, he was, he struck- was ripping people apart with his bare hands. So um, He literally was. I cannot no, I get that. it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, So the police instead struck the yard and arrested the giant. I don't know what they mean by struck the yard. Whatever, that's what it says. However, Horace, whatever, they, they did it. Um, however, Horace broke free from the cuffs and three officers lost their lives. Quickly, five SWAT officers took out their guns and brought Horace down in a hail of bullets. When he finally went down, they shot an extra round into him just to be safe. <laughs> his ghost still shows bullet holes all over his clothing and the wound that finished him. That is the backgrounds to the ghosts. Okay, now let's That's talk fun. about your thoughts and feelings. Yeah, right? I like the backgrounds of the ghosts so far. Um, so my thoughts and feelings, probably learning about all those ghosts <laughs> just then was my favourite part. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. I will not lie. I was not paying attention during a lot of it because I was really bored. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, we're in a glass house and we're running around. And we're running around <laughs> some more. And we're running around again. And there's a whole heap of close calls, but not a lot happening. And they no. kind of like, I don't know, they touch on bits and pieces, but they don't really go in depth with anything. I know. It's That's very why... like, oh, we're building a portal to hell. Yeah. That's all we'll say about that. Oh, like, um, what's her name? Kalina is, like, mm-hmm. in love with the evil dude. That's all we'll say about that. And then she gets squished. Like, yeah. <laughs> and everything, it didn't really go into it. It just touched mm. on it. Um, so, yeah, bit meh for me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What do you think? Mm-hmm. So, I loved this movie. I used to watch this a lot. I loved it. But I think I loved it because of the backgrounds of the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to know more about that. I think this would have been way cooler as a series now, like a Netflix mm-hmm. fucking series. Give me that. Give me the background of all the ghosts. Yes, give me an episode everything. on each of them. Right? It would be mm. so fucking good. Like, that is interesting. That shit is interesting. Mm. And then also, how did you capture each ghost? Not just Juggernaut at the end yes. or whatever. Like, I want to see all of them. Because he seemed like a big pain. So I'd love to see how each of them have been captured and how many casualties yeah, there same. were for each of them. Exactly. See, I'd be, I, well, I don't know. Maybe I like it more for the potential. I don't know. But it was really, like, I used to like it. And then I watched it again because I haven't watched it in years. Mm. And then I was just like, ah, oh. it's very, like, here's a little sneak peek of a cool storyline. Nah, we're not going to finish it. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Shut it down. Nah. <laughs> we don't need that. And then, I don't know, I was kind of like, no one's a really great actor in it. I mean, yeah. the monk guy, I guess, because he's like, an actual and I love Matthew Lillard but he plays the same sort of like oh same character character every time like yeah yeah but I still love him like he's still like I don't know I don't know it was like you know a 
I don't know. I just like him. But I, I don't know. Little, I fell asleep. But I was trying to watch this again because I was like, fuck, it's my turn. And I was also sick. So I was just like watching it. Mm. And I fell asleep three fucking times yeah. trying to watch it. See, I, it's I a hard one, eh? Hey, because it's like, yeah. I remember bits and pieces of it from when I've watched it in the past. So yeah. I was like, okay, this isn't the kind of movie where I have to sit down and really take in every single detail. Yeah, I yeah. know what happens. But yeah. I really struggled to watch it. Yeah, it's tough. I, it did take me a bit. Yeah. I, and I know I was sick, but I like I watched a fuckload of movies when I was sick. But this one, I was just like, oh, my God. And I, I kept feeling myself <laughs> nodding off. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was like trying to adjust my position <laughs> on the couch. I'm like, bitch, fucking stay awake. And then I was like, now I fell asleep like multiple times <laughs> watching it. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this. I probably didn't in the beginning. This was a, you know, this was a remake of an original one in the 60s. Oh, yeah. I saw when I was looking it up. But they didn't, um, yeah, they didn't really follow like a lot yeah. of the things. But they gla- the they took the glasses bit. Like you could see the ghost with the glasses kind of thing. <laughs> a slight I mean, influence. Exactly. But I did like in the original when they launched that at the cinema, you got 3D glasses and that's how you saw the ghost on the screen. That's cool as shit. Give me some of that. In the original one? Yeah. In the 60s one. So you'd get glasses at the cinema and then you would see the ghost on the screen with the glasses. Like 3D situation. Is 3D back then? I don't know, man. I didn't read. I couldn't figure out how the fuck they did that because that would be a whole other episode, I think. Like it would take me yeah. way too long to research. Maybe I just like, gave everyone glasses actually... and was like, yeah, if we just tell them, it'll... <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's like the... It's just like, like the, the typo, like glasses the radio. were all the rage and <laughs> this sort of thing and it's just like everybody wearing that... glasses with no lens. <laughs> that look like my glasses now. But <laughs> Um, those ones, the black ones, mm. they look like 3D glasses and you pop the lenses out. Because <laughs> um, everyone wanted glasses. <laughs> Emo days. Um, yeah, so that's what happened in the original. I'm like, that would have been cool as shit. Um, but obviously they didn't do that now because that would be mm. weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, what I thought. I think that's kind of what I thought. Did mm-hmm. I wrap that up? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, I think that's enough. Anyway, um, give me your best death. Best death was Kalina getting squished. Kalina getting squished. Yes. I thought you said the cleaner get. I'm the like, cleaner. You know the cleaner popped in to dust some windows and clean some windows. Um, I was like, did that happen in the preview? I don't really. Yeah. Yes, okay. When getting... she got squished. Um, yeah. Because I was just like, I did... oh, didn't see that coming. Like in terms of the wall yeah, shutting a... in on her. Yeah. 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 No, that was a good one. I did read that um, when they were doing that, they had her initially. They had her eyeball popping out. And then they were like, oh, that's a bit much. Let's bring that back. Probably would have been a bit like, yeah. A bit naff. Like, yeah, once it yeah. was good, yeah, it would have been a bit shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so apparently her eyeball popped down. So, but now you can see that it's like fake blood running out of her eye mm-hmm. as it closes. But yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm probably happier with that, to be honest, rather than the weird fake eyeball popping Yeah, out. that never looks real. Like, right. you could film never that for real no. and it wouldn't look real. No, you'd be like, what no. is that? No. Um, um, what was your best death? Yeah. Oh, my, obviously, Ben, the lawyer, getting sliced mm-hmm. in half. Very fun. Mm-hmm. Very into it. Beautiful. Um, best line. Oh, did the lawyer split? Absolutely. <laughs> Classic I just, you. I when she said it, I was like, this would be Larissa. 100%. Yes. What was yours? <laughs> um, mine was, of course, this basement. What is it with you people? If, the, if it's the basement next door, I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> I knew that would be yours. I know. <laughs> so predictable. So predictable. <laughs> It's very on brand. All right, give me a rating. All right, my rating is one and a half out of five ghostly ghouls in a glass box. Oh, stunning. Mm. Good one. Mm. What was yours? Mm-hmm. Uh, mine's two out of five haunted glass houses. Mm, very nice. Yeah, yeah classic. Yeah. But this one's gone a little bit longer because I gave you the backgrounds on the ghost. Yeah, Not necessarily I know, I part of the movie. That. But 
Okay, good. Good, good, good. Because I think that's super fucking interesting. Yeah, and now like I, just I said, most see interesting part of the whole thing. You are so welcome. Mm, thank my you. My friend. Good, good, good. Um, but that's it for this one. Hey. That's it. The end. Thank you. Bye. Bye.